Let's do it. Another edition here of Cos and the Go. All the sports talk you need from the week in 40 minutes. Yeah, we'll do a little less than 40 minutes this week. Before we get to the sports talk, we tell about the people that make the podcast possible. You know all about them, right? Mohawk Honda selection is the spot you want to find it at. The vehicle you're looking for, Kelly Blue Book Offer. I love talking about this because no matter where you listen, from Watertown to Ithaca to Oswego to Syracuse, wherever you're listening, Geneva, it's worth the drive to Glenville, New York, where you can pull into Mohawk Honda. And within an hour, drive off the lot with money in your pocket in a brand new vehicle. So many people have talked about they can't find the car they want. They don't have the people they trust. They feel like they're getting all these horrible stories. The prices are too high. And you don't have to deal with any of that stuff in Mohawk Honda. Think about the hassle going away and we're working with people that you can trust during the car buying experience. I'm telling you, pilot, sitting in the driveway. My buddy Levac talks about Mohawk Honda. I get DMs, the direct messages of people saying, thank goodness I went to Mohawk Honda. It made it so much easier and got a vehicle that I wanted. Mohawk Honda wants to help you through that car buying experience, and they will do it for you as they've done for everybody here in upstate New York. Continue to do it. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. And our friends over at Lily and David Fine Jewelers, a family-owned and operated business that wants to help you find exactly what she's looking for. I love the story. I shared it on LeVac and Gaz this past week. Shout out to our guy Joshua, big Mets fan. No, he listens to the pod. Much love to you, man. Alyssa got to share that story. One of my favorite stories I've heard in the past five years where he listened to the podcast, supported us. We love hearing stories like that. Continue to go out and support those businesses that make Godzilla Media, LeVac and Gaz, and hear Godzilla going, everybody else possible. Like Lillian David Fine Jewelers, five years ago this July, I cannot believe it, five years ago, the proposal happened. Bought the engagement ring, Lillian David Fine Jewelers later in that year, went back for the two-for-one wedding band sale, so Lily and David helped me with that. And throughout, whether it's anniversaries, birthdays, holidays, just recommended family members and friends to find the piece of jewelry that she wants that fits her style, that she gets compliments on for years to come. Alyssa, David, and the crew there can work with you. That new spot, Route 50 Shops of Wilton, that's the new location. I told you last week I was going to stop calling it the new location, but some people need a little bit of a reminder. That's okay. Coming back post every time. Route 50, Shops of Wilton. So Lily and David find jewelers when we stop in. Tell me you heard about my story, Gaza's story, or Godzilla Media. When you find out what's the best gift for her. Lily and David find jewelers. Give us a shout out when you stop in as well. All right, let's do it. Let's talk sports. 40 minutes or less. Gaza on the go this week. Let's stir things up early on on this, right? We usually talk football or basketball to lead off the podcast. Let's talk baseball. The walk-off victory for the New York Yankees and the come-from-behind win LeVac, Boston Dan, they're texting me, fired up, come from behind, win for the Yankees, Aaron Judge's first career walk-off home run, and what do I want to talk about? How Aaron Judge is not coming back to the Yankees. Huh? Well, hang on a second, which has become my favorite thing to say here on Goss on the Go, thinking about what's actually going to happen, we got to pause the conversation. Aaron Judge is playing great for the Yankees right now. Home runs, hits. Average. The Yankees are the top team, not just in the American League East, but the American League. But the storyline before the season was Aaron Judge's contract. Before this 2022 season, with a lot of games still left to go, Aaron Judge had been injured. He hadn't been the judge that was battling for an MVP seasons ago. He had not lived up to being one of the best sluggers in the American League because he just wasn't on the field. So the Yankees would be can't figure out a price right now for Aaron Judge. Uh-oh. 
the better and better the Yankees play, the better and better Judge plays, the higher and higher the price tag goes up for Aaron Judge. So what's the right way to play this if you're the New York Yankees? Do you call Judge tomorrow? Be like, hey. So you know that whole contract thing we were talking about? You want to start renegotiating? But what if he has a bad next two weeks and all of a sudden they're like, oh, was that you calling me on the other end? I didn't. Maybe that's why most teams stop and get out of this seesaw game of when you want to do the contract, when you don't want to do the contract. But is Aaron Judge just pissed off? Because a lot of people can get really good at their jobs, sports, sales, whatever it might be. If you're pissed off, if you're motivated, if someone told you you're not good enough, I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can date that girl. I don't think you can get that promotion. I don't think you can get that job. Hearing those can't words in front motivate people. Now, did the New York Yankees go that far to have a professional athlete get motivated by the can't? When you're making millions of dollars, that stuff doesn't work as well as it does in a Pop Warner football player or a high school kid. But Aaron Judge has to look around and find that motivation and think, oh, you guys didn't want to pay me. Arguably the most popular New York Yankee on the roster, the guy who's been with you from day one, the person who people have compared to Derek Jeter because of his leadership abilities and his love from Yankee fans. So you said I wasn't good enough, you didn't want to pay me. Okay, watch what I do this season. So what's the next step for Aaron Judge? Is it that it pisses him off so much he says, I'm going to go get paid somewhere else? Does it drive him so crazy that it says, all right, pay me now. I'm not going to play your games for the rest of the season. Yankee fan, get excited about all the success of the team. I'm not hating on the Yankees being in first place. I'm not saying that there's these big, huge weaknesses that have to be addressed because they're beating really good teams. Toronto's all these crazy suspensions and the teams within the AL East. They're beating these teams. But the success that Aaron Judge continues to have, we can't just quiet down or silence that cloud that's hanging overhead of, yeah, about that contract. In football, this is in comparison to, what, Joe Flacco? But Joe Flacco was nowhere close to being the type of impactful player that Aaron Judge had been for the Yankees. So who is this? Is it a pitcher that can't, or Roldis Chapman? His teammate? Yeah, it's not like that. It's hard to figure out exactly. Steven Strasburg is probably the best example. Strasburg has always had Scott Boris and Strasburg's Got his cash and money, and it's never been the player since the Nats won. So that's what's happening here. Then an agent looks and says, when can we cash in the best? And the Yankees are going to be fooled. There's more drama to this than just judging walk-off home runs of the Yankees tearing it up in the AL East. I'm far more fascinated by what the future holds for Aaron Judge. And if he says, you know what? Look what I did. I proved you guys wrong. Let me go get my money now from somebody else. And I didn't think I was going to bring these guys up. Look, the Mets are doing fine. We've talked about the Cano contract. Let's bring up the Angels. I'll keep the graphic up for MLB. I'll keep the Yankee graphic up, too. Uh, they're winning. AL West, Trout, Otani, Anthony Rendon. If I finally figured out some pitching, a former New York guy, Noah Syndergaard out there. They want to spend with players. Maybe some of the AL West chases after Aaron Judge. But Yankee fans, just remember that. As well as things are going... Maybe somebody wants to call up the Steinbrenners and be like, yo, can we just do this contract, please? So we don't lose Aaron Judge for the future? By the time you're listening or watching this, the full NFL schedule could be out. I think. Maybe. Because even though ESPN has a special for the NFL draft 
which is good. You find out the players, get all the guys who are picked. Great. There's people that still leak it on social media. That leak is going to happen by the time you're listening to this. Before the special hits, you're going to find out from beat reporters and more the full schedule of the NFL teams. And by the time the special rolls around, you'll be like, we already know this. We already know this. NBA draft Twitter nights become this. We already know the pick and the trade. Why aren't they just moving on with it? Now, was it smart? Was it stupid? Did it hurt the product? That before we hit Thursday, ABC partners with ESPN, owns ESPN, Fox, CBS, Amazon, anybody else is carrying NFL games this year, got to partially release schedule dates. Okay, this is a week two game. This is week 10. This is this. This is that. Oh, my God. Like, I, I can't even keep track. I know somebody suggested Matt Vertorum, our pal over at Fansite, it said, here's how you get Twitter followers. Make an account, put out a fake schedule, hope people retweet it, change your handle, delete the tweet at the end. Actually, that's a pretty good idea because so many people are fooled by it. Here's what the goal of some of these networks were. We want to put out NFL games that nobody else can announce before us. Fans of those teams will tune in to find out exactly what time the games are. Maybe they'll buy tickets and they'll be locked in for the future. And they'll remind people, don't forget, if you're excited for this week four matchup, it's going to air live on Amazon, CBS, whatever. So they chopped up the NFL draft schedule announcements in hopes that it'll pop a rating. People will tune in. People will engage. People will watch the video. Okay, so if you're a television station, that sounds like a good idea. Hey, I'm going to give you a segment that people are going to care about and tune in for and watch and write comments about. Do you want that? Yes. So maybe the NFL bit their own hand. Is that the expression I'm going to use here? Sure, that they could have put, I'll use another cliche, all their eggs in one basket and just forced it on the ESPN Thursday night show. But then their partners start to complain, well, we wanted some of that. We, oh, Twitter already released it. Our sponsors aren't. All right, screw it. We're just going to chop this baby up. You get yours. You get yours. You get yours. We'll confuse the hell out of the fans. And by the time the schedule rolls around, be like, you already knew the opponents. You already knew who you're playing. You just need to know what week. Well, we aren't going to change it. It's still 17 weeks this season. To think that the NFL schedule, maybe that's the biggest compliment I can give right now. To think that the NFL schedule has been talked about all week when I just bumbled through and stumbled through who the hell's playing who, what week, and what day answers my own statement here, answers my own question. Whether or not it's a smart idea for the NFL to chop this thing up, hell yeah, it is. Because I'm talking about it. I'm looking across all these networks thinking, I don't get why they're doing all these games this way and that way. I don't get why they just announced Oh. Because now I want to know the whole schedule. Because now I want to tune into these networks to figure out exactly how the puzzle pieces come together. Is this like one of those crime mystery podcasts that gave me the killer potentially in episode two, but maybe it's not when I go to episode four? I got it. I see what happened here. Sometimes the NFL is so much smarter and has to be walked through exactly what they're doing, why they're leaps and bounds ahead of other teams. And they're finding out what networks to help them make this happen. Shows how creative they can be. Am I thrilled with the week two doubleheader? No. I like the week one doubleheader. By the time week two rolls around, I find out there's two football games on. Am I going to complain? No. Do I like change? No. So there you go. Look, the NFL schedule stuff has become an event. And I'm glad at the start of this, I mentioned the NFL draft. 
Because quicker than any other sports league, that's what the NFL does better than anything else. Makes it an event. Boxing, the UFC, that's one of the secret sauces. It's not just a fight. It's an event. There's celebrities. There's tickets. There's pop and circumstance for the entrances. There's trash talking more. You can't miss it. You want to be there. You got to be watching with your buddies. The NFL figured that out. And even with something as simple as the draft and even simpler as the schedule, they get people like me talking about it and us. Man, one more time in this spring and summer. Cannot wait for football to come back. Is it too cliche to want all comebacks in a playoff? The NHL playoffs, I want every team that's trailing right now, 3-2, to two, which complement to the NHL playoffs that we're about to hit a Thursday after the Wednesday matchups, and everybody's at 3-2 in the series. But I want every single team that's trailing to force a Game 7 and to come back and win in Game 7. Because think of this. The Rangers and the Penguins. I was done with the Rangers. We talked about it on Tuesday's show about how the Rangers are down 3-1. They gave up seven goals against Pitt. It seemed as if they were over. How about New York tied up in the second period, third period, put two away, 5-3 to force a game six. The Capitals, huh? A must-win game. Ovechkin on the road. Uh, they don't get it done. Florida gets it done. Florida 5-3, and Ovechkin, a great player, a top five, wherever you want to put him. Maybe if you're even young enough, if you're a podcast listener, listen to this show, Ovechkin might be the best player you've ever seen in hockey. I don't want him to go on early. And those Thursday series, Boston is just better. When the Bruins are in the NHL playoffs, the passionate fan base, Brad Marchand celebrating his 34th birthday, 34th, I stumbled through that because he's on my fantasy netter league. Shout out to Burt and all those guys. Come on, Marchand, I need some few more, few more netters. But I want Boston still in it. Sean Martin, our guy, Pugsy the Spit. It's better when Boston's in it. Toronto, one of the most cursed franchises in sports. But if you got that upstate New York love, you're rooting for the Tampa Bay Lightning with a lot of former Syracuse Crunch players on the team. So let's see a Lightning comeback and Toronto's storyline never going away of can they ever win the big one. I know Austin Matthews is awesome. You know what? Pause on that one. No, you know what? I'm flipping. Give me Toronto. I want Austin Matthews in it. I want to see Toronto continue to win. Sorry, I just stabbed Syracuse right in the back there for the crunch. St. Louis? We already did this with you. Gloria and everything else. Minnesota fans. After talking to Matthew Collar last month, the Wild fans want to see something happen. So much Minnesota college hockey got the spotlight earlier this spring in the Frozen Four. How about the Minnesota pro team get some love here? And Edmonton. Connor McDavid, the Canadian fans and everything else that people want to see. I don't want to see the LA Kings advancing. Give me one of the best in hockey. So yeah, it's a little bit of, oh, you want the underdog to win. You want all this stuff to happen. Yeah, fine. Why not? I'm down to see all that stuff happen. If you see hockey playoffs continue to have that type of feel of it's the best you can't miss and everything else. Let's push it to the extreme. Let's let all these great players continue to have that spotlight. Now, I mentioned these great players, right? It almost works so perfectly into this Ovechkin and Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid that the story in the NBA was about who wasn't or who was the league's MVP. Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Devin Booker, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 
But the big talk on social media is that Joel Embiid was robbed. It was his award to win. They should have gave it to him. Get the Joker out of here. He'd been there, done that. The voting wasn't even close. It wasn't. It's like 45 vote different for first place. 200 plus point finish overall. It's not like it was like, oh, yeah, more third place votes. And that put him, you know, over the top of Embiid. That wasn't even close. And look, the award gets named during the playoffs when the Nuggets are sitting home and the Sixers are battling. And sit on that right there, right? The word battling. No, they weren't. They got smoked by Miami. They didn't show up against the Heat. All this talk about Embiid's pissed off. He's going to prove people wrong. This is the game. You want to see Embiid go out. Uh, Ryan Rothstein, one of our pals over at ESPN, formerly of Atlantic City, does some great stuff for his betting channel. He's got to put the house on Embiid tonight. Embiid's going to have one of the best games of his career. Thank goodness Ryan didn't bet on your bet. Ugh. So Embiid had this moment be like, this is when he's going to shine. He probably also already knew he wasn't going to win. There had been a rumor flying around this past weekend that NBA officials were going to go watch the game and present him the award. Nah, stay off Twitter. That didn't happen. If you look at stats to stats and numbers to numbers, you can make a case that Jokic should win the MVP again. And I brought this differential between first place votes because that's what most NBA voters looked at. Rebounds, assists, impact for the team, overall better player. If you want to say that Embiid campaigned for it, he should have been given the award because he had more of a social media presence. That's kind of lame, but I'm sure it convinced some voters. So Jokic wins. Is it because he plays out in the mountains? Is it because he's not East Coast and he doesn't talk? He doesn't have the aura around him? Maybe he proved people wrong? Maybe all that stuff. But just announce it at the end of the season. Or wait till the award show. Didn't the NBA used to have an award show? They tried to make it like the Oscars and they just held all the awards. So then, then wait till July. This was the worst way to do it. So you announced it now to make storylines about the game and then say that it's rigged and everything. By the way, if you told me who I had to take, Jokic or Embiid, Tom Gurkha, Bryce, fellow Philly guys that G2R, I'd take Jokic. He's better. He's been more durable in his career. He's better at the basket. Um, yeah, I know NB doesn't get a lot of foul calls on him because he's more aggressive going to the paint, but Jokic is more skilled. So if he's better and his team's better, then I'll take him. The Nuggets are sitting home. Now, Philly fan has been yelling and screaming out Embiid. You're more closer to going home than you realize. One more loss to Miami. In the top two MVP vote getters are both hanging out fishing together. We just combined that NBA and NHL talk, similar themes, hoping for comebacks, talking about star players. We're going to combine that same thing here with horse racing in the UFC. Yeah, both similar storylines because of the future of the sports and what it means for what's happened this past weekend. So we'll start with horse racing. 80-1, to one, Rich Strike wins the Kentucky Derby. You've seen it. It's been going viral all over the place. The 21 horse from the outside all the way to the inside, not even supposed to be in the race. Uh, these hurt a little bit sometimes because I had Epicenter who finished in second. And if Rich Strike finished in second, I would have won a lot of money. So now would be the point where I'd be bitter and talk about how I hate Rich Strike and he's the worst and he's terrible and he's going to get beat in the Preakness. I, I could be very bitter right now, but I'm not going to. As a horse racing fan, the better take, 
rather than say how much I hate Red Strike, is that stuff like this is better for horse racing, isn't it? The landscape of horse racing has changed, and not from the sense of what's happened with Bob Baffert and Medina Spirit and Maximum Security, both different ways in which horses were disqualified. The Medina Spirit put more of a black eye on the sport than Maximum Security bumping into people. But if you were a casual horse racing fan, maybe the only time you ever bet on a horse race is the Kentucky Derby. And you bet on the horse name and you hope it hits, or you bet on a number combination and you hope it hits. So if you're a casual horse racing wager, that might be it. But now in the world of 2022, where it's legal to wager on sports, DraftKings and other places, although we love DraftKings, maybe you found yourself wagering more. And if all of a sudden you were just watching the Kentucky Derby with your buddies and you threw a few bones on some horses and thought, hang on a second, there was an 80 to one shot out there. And you start looking at the number payouts of exacted tries and supers and think, whoa, wait a second. This is a lot more money than my three-scene parlays paying. This is a lot more money than my future wager that's paying. Let's talk a little bit more horse racing. Oh, that horse is going to run again? Oh, I'll get back in on that. So what's changed over the course of horse racing for the wider, broader audience to come in. It's been the classic storyline from the late 1970s all the way to American Pharaoh in 2015. Who can be the horse to win the Triple Crown? Who can get it done? And so many times we saw heartbreaking losses at the Belmont, but that overshadowing headline of can the Triple Crown finally be won was a good enough reason for horse racing fans, whether they be casual or diehard fans, to check in and talk about and have people follow the sport for who will be the horse to end this curse? That's a cool storyline. Okay, so Pharaoh does it. American Pharaoh does it in 2015, followed by Justify in 2018. So many non-horse racing fans were quick to criticize to say, okay, Triple Crown's wrong. What? Yeah, Triple Crown, done. It's over. Won. Now what do we do? Okay. A horse racing looked around and thought, boy, yeah, those critics do have a point. Well, we love horse racing. Yeah, that's not a good enough storyline. This is a good storyline. A long shot competing to continue to be the long shot. Everybody loves an underdog story. How much further can this horse go? And for the fans who want to wager, how do you play with your money? Can another long shot hit? Can you group this guy into a bet? What? This is what I'm talking about. Even though it personally burned me and I didn't cash a ticket, this is a conversation that makes horse racing stay relevant. This is what's going to happen on Twitter and social media and spots where maybe most horse racing fans don't hang out on to enter this sports conversation. Look, you can beat me over the head with horse racing's dead and gods. Most of your podcast listeners, most people who listen to shows in 2022 and non-traditional media platforms are not talking horse racing. Maybe. Or maybe this was the exact spot they wanted to hear about how the hell Rich Strike did it. Can Epicenter come back? What happens now for the Preakness? What numbers are you going to be at? Why did my numbers change? It's not like that when I bet on DraftKings. I'm talking about the pod and understanding why the odds move, all that stuff. I love hearing those questions because it makes me realize some people might be more into horse racing than I ever realized before. It's good for horse racing that I lost. More importantly, it's good for horse racing that a long shot at the board and more eyes, more ears, more people are invested in the sport going forward. Although one of my old producers, Matt Woods, would disagree with this. I feel like I'm pretty good with names. 
I'm shooting like 99% from the field. And we talk about all these different sports. I would like to say I rarely screw up some last names. Now, you can play the cuts of me doing it. But when you have, again, one more time. When you go through a lot of names off the cuff, you might miss one or two, especially when you're live. The fight games got me twice in the past month. Dillian White, not Dylan, Dillian, and then Charles Oliveira. Now, I believe I said Oliveira on the Levangas show. I may have tossed in like an Oliveira, Oliveira. I just bring that up because, in similar fashion to that Dillian White and Charles Oliveira conversation, until you go over the top into the regular conversation with a sports fan, if you've got a difficult name to pronounce, it might take a little bit longer because the sports fan needs to know if you're going to be sticking around for a while. Nurmagomedov? Is it Habib? Habib? Their mom can made off been good enough. Tua Tunga Viola. Someone's listening to me. He's a bit like, gosh, you're doing okay. You get the point. Charles Oliveira, what he did this past weekend inside the octagon. First, misses weight. So if you miss weight, you're not winning the championship. It's embarrassing for the UFC when a guy doesn't make weight. Full overall conspiracy mode. If you want to go Dana White style, think all oh, the reason he missed weight because Tony Ferguson on the lower side of the card, the undercard was talking about fighter pay and that distracted everybody. <laughs> you can go down that conspiracy road if you want, but Justin Gaethje seemed to be the guy to beat him. Justin Gaethje said, okay, you want to miss weight? I'll stand up. I'll be the guy. I'll do the thing. I'll be the next star of the UFC. You want to embarrass What's happening going on right now in front of me? Okay, let me step out and, oh, I got beat. Oliveira beat him. You stack up his resume against all-time great MMA fighters from takedowns to knockdowns to knockouts and everything else, finishes to fights and more. Oliveira's been one of the best. Yes, he's been great. But after a fight like that, and Rosnama Yunus stunk up the place. Carlos Sprasa. Yeah, put that little rolling R on it. I tried one more time. I'll leave that in. I won't edit that out. I'll just say Carla on the second time around. She wins her title back. Michael Chandler with the knockout of the year over Tony Ferguson. What was the last time you talked about fighters at that level? Welterweight. Lightweight. And the conversation wasn't about Conor McGregor. Who's one in four in his last four fights in the UFC? Two losses to Dustin Poirier and that quick win over Cowboy Cerrone. He got scratched from the card. It's life without Conor McGregor now in the UFC. Now, McGregor, and be able to call him out at the end. You want the payday, blah, blah. But really, if there was no mention of Conor McGregor, that's the first time in a long time with people in those weight class you can say they didn't need him. Dana White might argue that they'd like more pay-per-view buys like any other business that wants more money. But it wasn't about Connor. They can move on. They don't have to. Chandler was impressive in us. Charles Oliveira was impressive in us. Justin Gaethje. Okay. Yeah, the UFC 274 card was good enough to stand on its own. The UFC is also known for putting on those summer spring shows and Historically, that first Saturday in May usually was a boxing weekend, but the UFC took it away, especially with Canelo Alvarez. Oh, did you realize Canelo Alvarez lost? 
It's been all UFC coverage. I wish I could have gave you more about the Canelo Alvarez fight. I'm not a huge Alvarez fan, but he got beat. Canelo got beat for the first time since like Mayweather in a decade, and nobody talked about it because the UFC overtook it with all those headlines. And the headline, not even, of Conor McGregor. The future is better for the UFC that you can build stars for the future. Some would say, God, it's a dead storyline. We get it. Ronda's not coming back. John Jones is a mess. Conor McGregor's moved on. Who the hell is Stipe going to fight? Where's Francis Ngannou? Is he going to fight Tyson Fury? All those things could be true. But that card alone, with the special knockout, an all-time great fighter, you move on from a previous fighter, and you look towards the future, those are all things Dana White wants to see. And it makes me excited about who the hell is fighting who next for the belt, for the championship. Rematches, new names, new faces, new knockouts, new styles. That's how you build a business, especially in sports, and keep those fans questioning and wondering what's coming for years to come. So we know some of those fighter names that are going to be coming in the future, but we don't know what the future is of this guy. Big clip that's gone viral over the weekend in the WWE and the biggest news in the professional wrestling world is what happens with Roman Reigns. Charlotte Flair, according to reports, is getting married. She's off to marry her fiancé, Andrade. But Roman Reigns mentioned that he might not be going to shows like Trent, New Jersey anymore. Does that mean that Roman Reigns will no longer do house shows? Does that mean that Roman Reigns, a cancer survivor, is going to be taking time away, potentially this summer? What does it mean? What does it all mean, Basil, with some Austin Powers here? It gets me thinking. It gets me talking. This is great theater from the WWE. So I'm, uh, let me, let's clarify this, though. I'm not saying the Roman Reigns stuff is stale because there are times when someone's a champion, you got to find a new way year after year, month after month to keep the fans engaged rather than Roman's going to step in the ring. Roman's going to win the end. This is working. This is getting fans engaged to find out exactly what's happening with Roman Reigns because if he's maybe being rumored to step away, Oh, what about his pay-per-view fight at Money in the Bank? Who's he going to wrestle? What if it's at SummerSlam? It's in July this year. Is he going to step away after that? What about the big show in the UK and Wales? The fact that fans think they're smarter than the WWE, what's the term? Mark, smart, mark, a smark, all those terms you hear the wrestling fans are called, makes you wonder about the future of Roman Reigns. And that's good reasons to tune in. One more time to give credit to Roman Reigns because we don't acknowledge this when it's happening in front of us because it's hard to do. We don't have perspective. We can't take a step back and wonder where it compares. And so many other people think back to their childhood because the memories weren't as much and you elevated so many athletes and entertainers to another level. What Roman Reigns has done late 2020, so a little bit past the real COVID pandemic to where we sit now in May 2022 has been one of the greatest runs in the history of professional wrestling. You want to put Hogan's run, Bruno Sammartino, Bob Backlund, those names out of them? Okay. Because statistically, you'd be right. Sammartino and Hogan and Backlund, those Pedro Morales, like if we went through the list right now, those guys would have longer title reigns than Roman Reigns. But that's the list. What Roman Reigns has done with, what, 680 plus days as champion. 680 plus days as champion. He finally went heel. 
This isn't a babyface good guy being the champ. We've got a bad guy as the champion with one of the great talkers in the history of wrestling, Paul Heyman. With Roman able to cut his own promos, but this cousin's the Usos. It's believable. He can feel it. It's real. It's different. Yeah. He can go in the ring. He's a freak athlete. He can talk. He looks the part. He walks the part. He talks the part. And he finally gave fans what they wanted that said, let's see this dude be a bad guy. And hell yeah, he's a better bad guy because he's a badass. It's not one of those like badass, but the fans like him. It's, oh, I can't stand this guy. It's so good. When we look back at the history of professional wrestling, we're going to look back at some great moments like the NWO and Degeneration Acts and the overall crossover for matches like The Rock and Stone Cold, the summer of CM Punk, ECW's revival. Guess what? This is now in the conversation. It's one of the pure great runs in the history of the WWE. 10 years from now, 15 years from now, people are going to put in these matches and be like, Roman was on another level. Roman was changing the game. And it's true. What's the shirt say? Needle mover? No denying that we are going through a true needle moving moment in the WWE because of Roman Reigns in his prime. Before we get into this weekend's wagers, we got to tell you about our friend Jared Lozier at Northeastern Insurance saving you cash 2022. I love saying that to open up with Jared Lozier saving you cash. That's all people want to do, right? So Jared wants to help you do. Email him, J A R E D L at N E mail.com. Jared Lozier coming out to great events, supporting us, man. If you love guys on the go, we hope that you can support our sponsors, our people that make it possible. A guy who just loves hanging out, having a good time, talking sports and more. Somebody you just want to easy have a conversation with. Hey, Jared, how do I save some cash, man? Give him a call today. 518-956-3753. 518-956-3753. It will make my day if you pause this podcast and just shoot him a text. Heard you. God's on the go. And just don't say anything else. Confuse him. Let's do it. 518-956-3753. Saving you cash, your home, your small business, your car, your insurance policies on things that are important to you in your life. Jared will shop the market for you. Find a rate that could be a little less expensive. Trust me, he'll do the work. Find the rate for you. He's done it for me. He'll do it for you. By the end of the year, you're like, oh, look at all that money just saved. With gas prices going up, with bills going up, with expenses and more. You don't want to look back in the year and say, oh, we could have saved money just by one text, one call. One email. Jared Lozier, Northeastern Insurance, saving you some cash in 2022. The reason we talk about him right here is because if you're not going to call Jared, which is a mistake, but you can save cash and have more cash in your pocket by calling Jared and making money off these wagers for the weekend. Listen carefully here because I want to make sure this reflects true on my record that I'm keeping track of this year. So here are the bets that I would recommend doing. Friday, four bets on Friday. Capitals money line, as I teased earlier, push it to a game seven. Rangers money line to a game seven. I would take the Bucks minus nine and a half and the Warriors minus nine and a half. Milwaukee looking to close out the series. They could potentially do that against Boston. Golden State, as we taped this, was getting smoked by Memphis. They can close it out at home. So you give me Golden State 
at home. You give me Milwaukee at home, double nine and a half, Capitals, Rangers, money nine. Now, the reason I wanted to clarify something is this. Please take, if the Capitals are the underdog in that game, whatever the goal score difference is, Rangers, same thing. And if the Bucks and Warriors are favored by less than nine and a half, take that. So I'll make sure I clarify that because if the Capitals cover, the Rangers cover, the Bucks and Warriors both cover, that's a 4-0 week. So I would be bolder this weekend and do money in line, money in line, and think the Warriors and the Bucks would both win by double digits in their game-clinching at-home victories. But play those lines instead. By the time we're taping this, I'm probably getting like a puck and a half is likely what's going to happen for Rangers and Capitals, Bucks, Warriors, seven apiece. So you play around with your numbers on DraftKings and figure that out. All right, got a weekend show coming up for Levac and Gaz. We've got more May action on the way. We've got some Albany Empire coming back next week. Enjoy the weekend in sports. Hopefully those cash for you, and we will talk again next week. See you.